five. We are back. New York Sports Exchange, episode number 54. And the New York Yankees just go out embarrassingly. Just terrible. Well, welcome to the club. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Um, we'll dive into the Yankees and just how I feel. And I'm just going to go on a rant. I'm going to be throwing things. I'm going to be punching things. It's going to be... It's going to be awesome because I had a lot of things to say. On a more positive note, Giants and Jets both won. Giants oh my are six God. and one. The it's Jets New- are five and five two. And three. Five and two. Five and two. Five and two. Is New York football back, Stan? Is that what we're? Is that what we're seeing? Yes. Yes. Be- it's, because it's more this more is, than back. This, this is unbelievable. Are they playoff bound? I think the Giants. I. Do, do, I'm going to give my honest opinion. I'll go into why later. I think the Giants definitely. Jets don't. The Jets. The Jets are in the hunt. I don't think they get in. I have so many horrible things to say about them, even though they're five and two. <laughs> oh my god! All right, all right, all right. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into NBA talk. Rangers, Islanders. Um, oh, I got some horrible things to say about the Islanders. Uh, Horrible. Yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah. But let's let's start it off. I want I want your I want I want your wholehearted. <sighs> wholehearted review of this Yankee season because there was records broken. Aaron judge played phenomenal and that's about it. So give me what you think about that. Let me, uh, let me, let me hear your thoughts. Um, the season was fun until August. That's, that's really, that's really all I got to say. This, this season was fun until August. I mean, the Yankees really, they just prepare for uh, right now. They, they aren't what, they used to be, which was a team that would go out and compete for a world championship—not world, not a, not a world championship, world championships, plural, because that's how they used to be run. And this is why every Yankee fan, including myself, is going to say that every year that they do not win a World Series is a failure, because it's because that's it's just, it's just how it is. It's just how it is. It's the, the pedigree. The pedigree. High, it's the pedigree. I like. Remember being younger and my dad telling me the stories about Thurman Munson and Reggie Jackson hitting the three home runs in '77. Uh, what's his name? Uh, 1996. Who hit that home run? I'm forgetting. But I'm not a Yankees no, fan. <laughs> Jim Leyritz. Jim Leyritz's home run in '96. Scott Bro. 1998 being one of the greatest teams to ever touch a baseball diamond. And then just that three-peat of 90, 98, 99, 2000, nearly winning it in 2001. That's just how – that's just how I was – that's what I was told about when I was younger. That's, that's – It's the expectation. It's, it's the, the expectation. expectation. It's what I've known. And people on social media be like, ooh, like, well, Yankee will air judge at 62 home runs and, like, all these Yankees fans, like, hold themselves to a higher standard. Yeah, because we do. And when we you have 27 do. championships, you can. You can hold yourself yeah. to a higher, higher standard. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But game three, I just think it, it. Michael K said it best. 2017, you have a good argument because they cheated. Yes. 2019, you have a good argument because they possibly cheated, and that's what some people in the Yankees organization think. That's what I think. With the buzzers, and then this year, what what do we have? Nothing. They are there's, such. There's, and- and this There's is all, really no and, and I'm just going to chime in real quick, give props to Houston because they are so well 
like run. They're all business. Yeah. The whole team, and they bring guys up. I mean, they are just from from they manager to everything. And I just think that I I'll, I'll start off with the, I'll I'm just I'm I'm just angry at everyone, and I'll start off with the I'll start off with game three and how the because with the Yankees there's there's such a thing as being analytic and being analytically driven, and then there's the Yankees who are just so over analytic and just get into their own head and just think like it's almost like these games are scripted to them, and I'll get into that. Game three, sixth inning, Garrett Cole, who's at ninety, who's at like ninety-eight pitches. Cole, and this is why you pay Garrett Cole. This is why you pay Garrett Cole three hundred twenty-four million dollars to get out of bases loaded, nobody out jams. They take him out for Lou Trevino, who is your fourth best reliever, when Jonathan Loizaga, who was your best reliever available, is. He wasn't. He didn't throw in game two, and they had the day off. So I think everyone in the bullpen's fine. But the excuse is it was Lou Trevino's lane. The bottom of the order was Lou Trevino's lane. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, what does, what that, does mean? that mean? What does, what that, does mean? that mean? It's it's your seasons on the line. Your seasons on the line. You're down two nothing. I do. I agree with taking Garrett Cole out. No, do I agree? Do I did would I have agreed if they would have took Garrett Cole out and brought in Loisaga? Probably because he was the best reliever available. You bring in Lou Trevino? Why? Why? And then like it, and even for Aaron Boone, it would have made more sense to bring in Loisaga because then if the media would have grilled him and be like, why'd you put in Loisaga with the bases loaded and nobody out? He was my best the simple answer, he was my best guy available. Like he he's been the best reliever this postseason. And he was the best guy available, and he just didn't get the job done. That w- that was it. Now, so they lose game three. They don't even hit whatever. Game four, this is where I fucking lose my mind. Before the game even starts, I get a notification on my phone from Brian Hoke, who is the Yankees writer for MLB.com, and he tells – he tweets out that Aaron Boone told the me- told the media – you shouldn't even shouldn't have even been telling the media this <laughs> that Aaron Boone, that the life skills coach of the Yankees, thought it was going to be a good idea to show the team highlights from the Red Sox coming back down three zero to the Yankees in two thousand four, <laughs> the darkest moment in franchise has the, the darkest moment to be a Yankee fan. There have been plenty of awful Yankee moments. This is this is the pinnacle. This is the pinnacle of dark moments in Yankee history. That's what you do to fire your team up? Like, that is How so stupid. You, it's so <laughs> fucking tone deaf. How can you... That man should be fired immediately. I want names. I want <laughs> names. Because if George Steinbrenner were alive, if George were alive... And I hate to say, oh, if George were alive, it would be so much different. I, I will say this. If George Steinbrenner were alive, I don't think there would have been somebody – I don't think somebody would have been fired. Someone would have been crucified for fucking doing that. Someone would have been crucified. <laughs> crucified. I swear to you. I swear to you. And then Eduardo Perez of ESPN fucking puts Aaron Boone in a group FaceTime with Aaron Boone and David Ortiz 
and David Ortiz is giving Aaron Boone advice on how to come back from a 3-0 deficit, and they can throw in all the fake headlines like, oh, like, Poppy was in Philly. Poppy was was in Philly and wearing a Brian Dawkins jersey, and that's Aaron Boone's favorite player, and he wanted to show him. If I was Aaron Boone, I'd been like, uh, cool. I'll talk to you. I'll, t- I'll talk exactly. to you exactly. Exactly. This isn't I'll even talk to you at the end of the season. Exa- this isn't. This isn't even. Uh, you get a guy to hype up team. This is my team is going into a do or die this situation. This is it. And and I'm talking about. I'm talking to the media. I'm talking to other other old players. I'm getting advice from other people. No, no. This is your time to lock in. This is what you do. Yeah. You are paid to do Even this. Even crazier, he is taking advice from the guy who led the who led the Red Sox comeback. He was the face of the franchise in two thousand. He was the face of the Red Sox franchise in two thousand four. Makes me fucking sick, Tim. I don't even know if you know this, but there's a story when the new Yankee Stadium was being built. There was a construction worker who was a Red Sox fan, and. What this fan did was he buried a, I swear to God, he buried a David Ortiz jersey and like they, and for a while there was a David Ortiz jersey buried under the concrete of of Yankee Stadium and they, they got it out. Do you know what the Yankees did? They fucking took a jackhammer, drilled it, drilled a hole in it and took the jersey out of there. And now... 13 years later, you're taking advice from the guy? What the fuck are we doing? And you know what? This is perfect. Like, this is exactly if, and I, this is something Buck Walter wouldn't do, but if the Mets are in this situation and Chase Utley calls him, like, are you serious? Exactly. Like, exactly. like, are you serious? That's, that's literally what it is. That is literally what it is. It blows my mind. It blows, and I, I can even go, I can even go back even further because it's crazy to me how this team has made all the improvements from since 2017. You get John Carlos Stanton. You pay Garrett Cole $324 million. You go Anthony Rizzo, great addition. But then it seems like the worst acquisitions are playing more of a bigger role than the major acquisition, than the good acquisitions that they got. Because the Josh Donaldson, Isaiah Connor for Leffa trade will go down as the worst trade that one of the worst trades that Brian Cashman has ever made. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And I, I can I can give Donaldson some defense because his glove was fantastic this year, but where the fuck was he in the postseason? He didn't even show up. Oh, and then you and then fucking IKF. It's, it's been the story all year with IKF and his defense. Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman, oh, we value his defense. We value his defense. So if you really valued his defense, it, 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 it's just like it's a shit show all it's a shit show all around because Connor Falefa sucked. Like every everyone with a pair of eyes knows that. He, he was he, he would have had more errors. We didn't have a, pla- a former platinum glove first baseman and Anthony Rizzo playing first. And then so all year we value his defense. We value his defense. We value his defense. And then come playoff time, where is he? If you val if you value his defense so yeah. much. Why is why isn't he playing? I never got that either. Why I didn't get, isn't he playing? And yeah. then you go, and then you just expect your top prospect and Oswald Peraza to be like, "All right, kid, here you go." The fact that there wasn't a set lineup, like there wasn't a definitive lineup, a definitive lineup for the Yankees during this series, three different shortstops, fucking like 
everyone was being moved around. Like it went from Torres at leadoff, then it went from Bader at leadoff, then back to Torres, and then fucking back. To, it was it was all over the place. And then you had Hicks yeah. playing a game. Like it, it it was all over the place. Like and you look at the Astros. The Astros ran the same five guys in the order. They knew what they, they were ran doing. The same five guys. Altuve went 0 for 28. But you don't. He started the postseason that's, 0 for 28, and, and, and they that, still stuck him at leadoff. And, and they got other guys that could fill that hole. And this was that 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 was my big issue with the Yankees this postseason. I'm not even a huge Yankees. I'm I'm not a huge Yankees fan. I don't love the Yankees. But when I see these postseason averages, where you know, everyone's yeah. batting in the hundreds. You got Stanton at 188, Glaber Torres at 176, Josh Donaldson 172, Aaron Judge 139, and then right below it, you get in Carpenter at like 0.83. Cabrera oh, that's another at thing. That's another thing I have to get into. Matt Carpenter, and this is the whole thing with the analytics, because your quote unquote geniuses are telling you that the exit velocity from Matt Carpenter's batting practice. To compare to when he was playing fully healthy, were the same. So you were just like, "Oh yeah, well, let's play him." And doesn't make any sense to me. Face, the first time he faced live pitching was against the potential American League Cy Young winner, and he got embarrassed. <laughs> exactly, he got embarrassed. And that's just and that's poor managing. And it starts. And that's that's been my whole it's thing all year with managing. you guys. You can't if you're. And I don't know if he's he's just the puppet. I don't know if Aaron Boone's the puppet, he and is. it's guys above him I, making decisions. Because here's the thing: there's no like nobody else does this. Like, do you think what's his fucking name? What is his goddamn name? You, do you think Dusty Baker's doing this? And uh, oh, it's and, his lane. It's his lane. Yeah, he he holds he Do holds players Brock, accountable. Year, he holds players accountable over year. there, and yeah. he does his job. He sets that lineup. He's great. Last year, last year, you think Brian Snicker did this? No, no. You think Buck Showalter's doing that? Even even just no. a, a, across Rob the river. Thompson. Rob Thompson, Rob Thompson, you told Michael K because Michael K called the wild card series for the Phillies to start their run. Rob Thompson was literally like, "Yeah, we're very analytically driven. We're analytically driven, but." It all runs through me. Like I, I, I have a final say. And you can't, you can't do that. And then, then this is no sense. It doesn't make any sense. You have to have a guy in the dugout calling the shots, making the decisions. You know, running a team because it's. And I know it's baseball, and I know you could this do things football. from up. This isn't football where you where where like the first fifteen plays are like planned out and scripted, yeah. and then you have a chance to read the defense, and then yeah. you can really you got focus on you got to make a, you got to make adjustments. Throughout the game, that's what baseball is. It's a game of adjustments. You make a adjust- you see something, you see something different. You steal signs. You do this. You see different defensive patterns. Where he's pitching, where his location is, and I just didn't see any adjustments from the Yankees. Nothing. No, I didn't. There weren't and- <laughs> any adjustments, and it doesn't help. There weren't. Any- they have a team batting average of one seventy three, and on base percentage of two fifty five in the playoffs. You're not going to win anything like that. And I know they're a home run team, which is it'll get you somewhere. But you ne- they need to add more contact to this lineup, and bigger guys yeah, need to show up. Yeah, and like look at the I mean and I look at the free agency class this year and I know every Yankee fan on Twitter is going to be like, "Well, we got to fire Cashman on the last year of his contract. Get over it." If 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 they and oh, we got to fire Boone too. Get over it because they're not they going anywhere. Aaron, if they didn't fire Aaron Boone after the wild card game against Boston, they're they're not firing him after a trip to the ALCS. Yeah. And also at this and also with Brian Cashman, he's been working for the team since 1986. He's been the GM since 1990, since 1996, since 1996, I believe, either 96 or 98. 
He's not going anywhere too. He's like family to the Steinbrenners. Like there's re- do I think Cashman should have more of like a lesser role and kind of like have like a guy and be like, Hey, like Brian's. Yeah. Like, there's you got, know, I, 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 like Cashman it's like takes president, like a president operation, to like, go to president yeah, of operations like, and just move him up, but don't make, he doesn't run anything. He oversees it. Yeah. And here's I get, the yeah. thing. Now here's my thing with Hal Steinbrenner. Now Hal Steinbrenner, uh, he's not his father, and uh, honestly, no one really expect. Like, you know, was I expecting for him to be of an exact replica of his father? Absolutely not. No, like, there's no. But here's the thing with what he says to the media that really gets me, and it gets me because it's not. It's just it. It, it isn't how an owner should operate. It isn't. This this is what it says. This is per uh, Ian O'Connor. Um, Hal Steinbrenner said it's a consideration talking about luxury tax thresholds before the season. He says, that's my job every year to make sure that we're financially responsible. We've got a lot of partners and banks and bondholders and things that I answer to. And at the same time, it's always our goal to field a championship team. I'm going to read the first phrase again, just so it's loud and clear. That's my job every year to make sure that we're financially responsible. Has George Steinbrenner ever said anything to the media about being financially responsible and then being like, oh, yeah, we want to win a World Series, too? Absolutely. It's, it's got, it has to be about winning. It has to be about winning. <laughs> it, 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 blows, it blows my mind. And with this whole free agency class next year coming in, and it's, again, a loaded shortstop class with Trey Turner and Carlos Correa, they're not going to fucking get him. No way. They you got a second shot at Correa. You think they didn't get him the no, first time? You think they pull right. something off this time? Exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely not. When you got when your two top prospects are shortstops. Yeah, and you know what? They really they they have to just now everything they got all to Aaron Judge. Everything's got to go to him. I wouldn't exactly. even look towards anything exactly. else. Everything's got to go his way. I know, but then there's like other rumors that I've heard. I've heard that we might be getting a look at Nemo. I've heard, like there's. There's yeah, really, I, I've been hearing everything. I've heard judge to the Mets. I mean, it's baseball, but you gotta, it, you yeah, gotta. It's like we're get, we're we're approaching that time of year where non blue check marks on Twitter are gonna act like sources, and people are. It's really gonna be the question of, are you dumb or are you not? Because there's I it blow like there's just so many problems with this organization right now. And Albert Einstein said it best. It, it insanity is when you do the same thing over and over and over again, yeah. and you and, expect it to work. And you know what? And it same, hasn't no, worked for the last thirteen years. You know what the same thing is over and over again, Stan? Nine games played in the playoffs, a hundred and three strikeouts. That's awful. That you can't. Awful. And you you're not even putting the ball in play. Okay, you're not even forcing the team to make a yeah, play. They are you're either. just getting out. You're getting out. They're not putting in. They're not even. They're they're not making anyone work. And, and no, it, they they no. they got to figure out. And and it starts. And now you know what? We're at this point now where it starts from within. They got to build. They got to bring the prospects up, and they have and things have to work out because yeah. it, it's got to start from within now. Because this because this class of prospects. Well, I mean, I mean the only the only real prospect left out of the bunch are Severino and Aaron Judge. The baby bombers 
and everyone was like, yep, here comes your next class of like, you know, Jeter, fucking Mark. This is your next core. This is your next core four. I'm not calling them the core four, but they don't, they didn't, they never played to the level that the core four played in. But yeah. there, and did you know that uh, Michael K reached out to three Yankee players from that 2004 team and they're like disgusted? And I, can, I would be too. I bet, I, I bet you that I can name all three. I'm sure. A-Rod, because yeah. he works – Michael K. literally did a Manning cast with A-Rod all year and called a play, called two playoff games with him. John Flaherty, because he works with him at, at the Yes Network and did all the pregame and postgame coverage on Yes. And those are the two that I definitely know. Yeah, Stan, I'm sure if I go down one, if I go down the street right now and ask John Flaherty how he feels about this postseason, he'll tell me he's disgusted. Oh, well, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll get him on. Oh, trust me. Oh, oh, trust me. I will. And third, I, this is just a guess. I'm just gonna say it's Bernie Williams because he threw out the first pitch that game. Like, there's, but they, uh, I just and the, I don't. I I know I'm not. A Yankees fan, I know I'm not part of their management. I don't know what's going on within. We don't no one really knows unless you're with you know, within the team. You don't know what's going on with management, but making everything public and doing these stupid yeah. things. Telling like, the media that is the is the dumbest thing that you what, can do. What are you trying the to gain? Dumbest from that? Thing. Is, are you, you trying could to show so many more different things? Yeah. Philadelphia Flyers in two what was it, two thousand twelve, two thousand eleven? Uh, it was definitely, oh, that Boston won in, Boston won 11, so 12. Okay. In 2012, the Boston Bruins were up 3-0 and the Philadelphia Flyers and the Flyers came back to win seven. In 2014, the LA Kings were down 3-0 to the San Jose Sharks. Come back, win the cup. And won the Stanley Cup (laughs) against the Rangers. Yeah. There's so many other things you could, and it's not even what you've shown. It's that you made it public. You want everyone to know, and I'm still, I don't know why. What What are you gaining from that? Are you trying to gain popularity, get people behind Boone, and people think this is a good idea? Because that obviously wasn't going to be the case. So what were they yeah, trying no. to do? Who th- like, I just want to know who thought that was a good idea. Who th- the, the person that threw that idea is definitely a person that should be fired immediately. The people that sat there. And listened to that and said yes. That is ridiculous. I, I'm just, I, and it's it's really every time I hear these stupid stories about teams doing stupid things, it's usually after the game. It's before, you know, like it's postseason. Yeah. We're in the off season. What is prior to the biggest game of the year? You're gonna come out and you want everyone to know this. I'm still that 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 point, like that yeah. whole thing right there. Why are I you even talking to the media? And I was, I saw that. I almost decided not even to watch the game. Yeah, like, because that's are you? How pissed it, off it, I was. It's not even. I, was, and, I would have rather. I was planning on watching Sunday Night Football and watching that yeah. awful game. And it's not. And it's not even for me. It's not even that he showed the Red Sox thing. Is that you came out publicly talking to the media before the game? Why? Like, what are you gaining yeah. from that? That well, that they to always me, have a, they always have a pregame press conference. But... Right, right. But you don't you don't have to go into detail on what you're doing before the game. Pri- like, but why are you going? Why are you telling like this was this is what happened? This is what we did here. This you know, keep it like professional business. Just keep it yeah. short, sweet, and go 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 do what you have to do because you don't. What are you trying? Are you trying to be the good guy to at the media? Like, I don't get what this whole thing was. I don't know what they were trying. Are you trying to be different? I, I don't get it. 
I don't get it either. It, it, it's just, it blows my mind what, what they're doing. It, it's just like, and honestly, Hal Steinbrenner has had a great, has had great shadows to hide behind, great shadows to hide behind within the rest of the state. I mean, the Dolans are still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the Will Ponds. The Will Ponds were the, horrible. He, he was able to hide under the Will Ponds. Zach Wheeler he should still be a Met. Oh my God. I hate that whole thing. He, they treated him so poorly. He was he was able to hide under the the mares for a little bit when they had when the Giants had Gettleman. He was able to hide for a little bit when when the Jets were kind of hitting rock bottom with Adam Gase. So he was able to hide behind Woody Johnson. Like, but it's coming to he, a point now where it's what are you doing? Thirteen years without a championship, and you have a two hundred and something million dollar payroll, and. The best you, the big move that you can pull off is a trade where you get Josh Donaldson and IKF, and then you get Ben Rortvet. And if he doesn't get hurt in spring training, you don't get Jose Trevino. Yeah. You don't trade for Jose Trevino, who's and, an all star catcher. <laughs> what, and the pitching to me is just, I like. The pitching isn't the problem. But to, for, and then I'm not saying it's the problem, but you know, you're a little bit weaker on the, the pitching end. I know that the bats yeah. didn't show up in the playoffs, but I'm just talking regular season wise. You literally, you know, your your ERA is not horrible, but like you you know you don't have a dynamic pitching staff like these other teams, like Houston, like LA, yeah. like Atlanta. And like I, I was pretty upset that the Mets didn't do this either. But you don't even go out and add anyone, you know, like yeah. It's, well, the Yankees, the Yankees added people. The Mets didn't add people. That so pissed me off. Yeah. They they added Darren Ruff. The Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees got they got Benintendi, they got they got Bader. Bader was best player in the playoffs. The only bad best player in the best by far one of the best player the best player on, on the Yankees this postseason. Freaking who else did they get? Frankie Montas was not he. I did not think that. I don't think he, he works. He was he was too hyped up. I just think, I think he works he in New York. I love yeah, him. He does. I, I, I loved him in Oakland. <laughs> yeah. And the thing, too, with Castillo and everyone's like, oh, the Yankees didn't make a move. Apparently they did. They offered Volpe and Barraza, and Cincinnati said no. That's just a spite thing. <laughs> it is. And that's uh, that's how it is with New York. It's how it is with the Knicks and how it is with everyone. Oh, my God. I just saw my I just saw a family member on my television. There the you Ranger go. Game. Oh, oh my goodness! Not really a family member. My cousin, uh, my my cousin's in laws. There you go. Way. But yeah, a, a, wow. just a tough that's... end for the Yankees. Just a, it's a tough end. It's, it's... we're in the off season now. We're in the off season now. In, well, actually, no, we're in the World Series. We're in yeah. the World Series. Uh, what, the, uh, what, I mean, for we're, us. We're, I mean, for us. Yeah, we'll touch up on that season mode. Yeah, we'll touch up on that Thursday. Yeah, we'll get to the World Series. Um, all right. On a more positive note, the New York Giants. <laughs> we should just start saying New York football at this point. New York football is back. <laughs> it's like, this is, back. This is incredible. Like, who would have thought? Yeah. And, when, <laughs> did, and you know you know what, Stan? It's like a, it was like a magical week to begin with because we got a good Thursday game. We never get a good Thursday. Game. Good, you never get a good Thursday, Thursday game. game. I bet the I bet the under that Thursday game. Horrible! Oh my god, it just went off the rails at one point. <laughs> but, oh my uh, god, it's it. New York football's back, and uh, Giants money line was sweating that out. Was sweating. Oh yeah, that, they almost that blew last it. Last play, 
Yeah, they almost blew it. But I just need to go into the game real quick because there are a lot of people, uh, preferably some ESPN analysts that I have a bone to pick with. Uh, first off, uh, Dan Orlov. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank Rex Ryan for believing in Daniel Jones for his whole career and knew that he was going to turn it around, even though I did not really think he was going to turn it around. But he did. Thank you to Rex Ryan. I support Rex Ryan now. Greatest to coach Dan in New York Orlovsky, sports history. To Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky on Get Up on Monday, he was saying that Daniel Jones is not the reason, is not one of the reasons why the Giants are 6-1 and one because the numbers do not really support Daniel Jones right now. Why don't the numbers support Daniel Jones right now? Because he has no fucking receivers to throw to. That's true. <laughs> he has no receiver. Did you see the the receivers? Did you see the receivers dropping literally everything? Everything. Yeah, I'm literally that whole Marcus room just Johnson, needs <laughs> Marcus Johnson right on the chest at the goal line to the point where Daniel Jones yelled at him. And if Danny Dimes is letting you know, it's uh, it's, it's a problem. You 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 fucking suck. I just, on a, but I mean, on a lighter, and I, I will say this right now, and I agree with it because Mike Greenberg did say it. If you give Daniel Jones, Rashad Bateman, and Devin Duvernay, Daniel Jones is a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, and you know it. And it's not a hate to Daniel Jones. Um, it's not, no one's like, no one's saying he's bad, but that whole, no. it's just, it's just that whole room is a bunch of, I don't want to say horrible receivers, but I think I'm just going to say horrible receivers. Like Richie James. It's no one, none of the guys, none of those Richie names. Richie James, Thursday, Thursday Night Football Legends a few years ago. Yeah, just none of those names really, like, none of them. Like, give Richie James, you got, um, not Colin Johnson. Uh, fuck. What's his name? Marcus Johnson. Marcus Johnson. Uh, who? Uh, I. It's uh, just the, like the the only two like ones that I really know are Wandale Robinson and and Richie James. And then the tight end situation. I mean, the tight end situation right now because Daniel Bellinger, who's been the rookie we the rookie we drafted, he. Literally got his eye poked, and now he might be out for the year. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not smart. And now, like, I'm just so happy with what I've said. I said this since April. I said this since April. Or no, May, when the schedule came out. Tim, you can vouch for me. I said that this four-game stretch is are the games that you have to win. These are the games that you have to win. It would take at least three. Take at least three out of four out of that stretch, and I'll be satisfied. Did I think that we were going to go into this stretch going in at five and one, and now we're one game in and we're six and one, and we could be going into our bye at seven and one? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But <laughs> it's a pretty damn good feeling. A, it's a fucking great feeling right now to be a Giant fan. Right? I'll say it. Oh, God. I hope I don't get grilled for this. I hope you don't choke. This team is a playoff team. They look like it right now. I mean, and now, nothing, and now about it looks great. I'm, start, I'm starting to think of something familiar that's happening, though, right now, Tim. 
I'm starting to think of something that's pretty familiar. Going before the first Super Bowl, I don't really think anyone thought Eli Manning was going to be a Super Bowl winning, a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. And then, and then, they got him a weapon. They got him Plaxico Burris. They win him. He wins the Super Bowl. He leaves. He, I mean, he ended up shooting himself in the leg, and that didn't Jets really, get him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the Jets get him, but then you get Hakeem Nicks. You got a diamond in the rough in Victor Cruz. You fuck. Like, there's, and I know he's a fullback, but I just love saying the name Henry Hynoski. The rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and know, he, and people can say, people can say, carried by the defense all you want. Super Bowl is a Super Bowl. It's I a team game. Care. It's a team game. It is a team game. And now I'm real. I'm. I'm just. I'm loving the vibes. I'm loving the vibes. And I might be there New Year's Day when they play the Colts. When they play Ooh. Sam Ellinger and, and the Colts. <laughs> Uh, Longhorn Nation. <laughs> the uh, the other team that We're plays back. at MetLife is uh, is also looking pretty good. Who would have thought five and two? Who would have thought, man? Who would have thought five and two? And you the know what? J- Shout out to Peter Murray because yes, yes. Peter Murray right now he before the season said they're going to go thirteen and four. So shout out to you because you're the only one who was believing. <laughs> hey, I'll give him credit where credits too. I will give him credit where credits too. Now I got a lot of I got a lot of bad things to say about this team to start. Uh, Listen, I know they're five and two. There are a lot of bad things. I know there are a lot of bad things that happened, and I don't think it's really their fault. It's not their fault. fault? It's not their fault. But it's can they recover? They go get James Robinson after a a win, and Brees Hall tears his ACL. Okay, Brees Hall tears his ACL. How do you how do you analyze that? You're eighty. Yeah, eighty percent of your offense, most dynamic weapon we've had. I can't even remember since I don't uh, Curtis like Curtis Martin like I don't know. I mean, this is the best. Yeah. This is the best best back you've had. LT, Damian yeah, Robinson, probably LT. I mean, this is this is a guy that you can completely run your offense through. Goes out, tears his ACL. Sucks. That sucks so much. That was already a, such a blow. You knew he tore it when he was getting carted off the field. Whatever. Later in the game, Elijah Barrett Tucker goes down. That right there, no, that's a, that's a big blow. That might be our most important player because they have thrown him around that O line the whole year. They've asked him to play multiple positions, and he's done a phenomenal job at every single one of them. So now Beckton's down, Elijah Vera Tucker's down. That O line is so beat up, okay. And I know Zach Wilson's great at eluding pressure, but he has not shown me anything to say that he is a good quarterback. I just want to say that very front, you know. And I know he had a bad game last week. And I know I'm probably just pissed that he had a horrible game last week. But yeah. if you, you go 16 for 26 for 121 yards, and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be the dynamic piece, and that's all hey, you're throwing out there. Games. It's winning games. games. I'll give it to you. It's winning games. It's winning games. I can't hate that because the defense will has been... It, will, it, will it win you games every time? No. no. And that's but what right my problem... Right now, it will. Games. But that's where my problem comes in. I don't think they can keep this up. I really don't. You go get James Robinson, I think this week is going to really show that. If Zach oh, Wilson yeah. has another poor week this week, I really think this is, you know, even at 5-3, and three, you start to think we're in a little bit of trouble. You're already in one of the hardest divisions in the league. Miami's back to being pretty much healthy. Buffalo is arguably the best team in football. I mean... 
So I know New England's no like yeah. New England's got problems, but you you got to you know you got to deal with these two pretty pretty stacked teams. If they can't if they can't figure it out with Zach Wilson in this throwing game, I know. And then they're having off field issues. Elijah Moore is pissed, but he didn't even get oh, a single yeah. target. He doesn't. He yeah. doesn't get a single target. That's crazy. Yeah, he requests a trade. And I love how like the play. I love how the players are just fucking dragging him. Yeah. on social media. It's, it's, they are dragging him like Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Well. Oh, how fucking! I, I, I did. Speaking of Sauce Gardner, how, how sick is he? Dope. No, how fucking dope was that Iron Eagle call on that incomplete pass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lost in the sauce. Lost in the sauce. He is the best. I genuinely think he will be okay. He'll be. I don't think he'll be just as good as Revis because I don't know. If you can be, I mean, that you're talking about number two cornerback of all time. Arguably, you could literally put him in debate as the best. So I don't think he will be that good. But if 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 you're comparing him with that guy, you got you got to stun oh, on your hands with Revis. If oh, you're good. if you're comparing oh, Gardner with Revis, I mean, you got to stun your hands. There's a guy on Twitter. There's a guy on Twitter, and I look forward to this every week. And I'm not even a Jet fan. Like I look forward to this every week. Where. Do you know the NBC graphic when the Jets played on Sunday Night Football that one year when they had Revis and they showed all of like the stud wide oh, receivers? Yeah, it was like that. that everyone they, was that like, Chad Cinco, like everyone was less than yeah. 30 yards. Yeah. they. This guy edited that with Sauce Gardner. And now instead of it saying Revis Island, it's saying loss of the sauce. And it's just like Jamar it's Chase awesome. was held to like what? It was it, it, it was it, nothing when he was in when he was in man coverage one on one with Sauce. I mean, he it was yeah. nothing. I, I have to look it up because it's like like Mark Andrews is on there. There's who Amari Cooper, and I mean Amari Cooper isn't really the guy that he is, but no, I but mean, yeah, I know what you're saying. I look the, the defense has been phenomenal. Quinton Williams is an absolute beast. He might be the best D lineman in the entire division. Yeah, like he like here here it is, like Mark Andrews. Jamar Chase, George Pickens. This guy included Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, <laughs> Alan Lazard, Cortland Sutton. Like that's, and especially as a guy first year come in, got a dog. Great guy. I mean, he is an absolute beast. That D line is great. They get a lot there, of pressure. I will say there is there is stuff going right in in for the Jets on the defensive a side lot of the ball. Things, I would the say the defense. Defense. The ball. The they have so much to work on the offense. It's a college offense right now. Figure it out. It's honestly, yeah. Stan, it looks like a high school offense. Okay. It really does. Wow. <laughs> wow. It just, I know it's been All working, right. but I don't think it's going to work for much longer. And I, I'm very interested to see this week what Zach Wilson could do because this is, this is huge for him. And it's really huge for the Jets. I mean, we, we never beat the Patriots ever. Like we just don't. Yeah. I know you have a good shot to beat them. Yeah, well, if Zappy comes in and throws like six touchdowns, <laughs> I mean, he didn't really, he didn't really look good. Not, uh, no, like I love how they're booing Mac Jones off the field. Zappy goes down and scores, but he doesn't look good. <laughs> uh, he'll, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be quarterback for the Colts next year. Yeah, he, he will one hundred percent. But uh, New York football, just, it's, it's it's New York football's rolling, Stan. You go. Yeah, it's rolling. Uh, some other games, I, and I do want to get to this because there are some other games that are go- that that happen that definitely need our attention. Um, Tim, who do you think is in less danger, the Bucks or the Packers? I literally was just—I was about to talk about that Panthers Bucks <laughs> game. I think uh, 
Danger, I would probably say the Packers because they just don't have any yeah. weapons like whatsoever. But honestly, yeah. most disappointing and continue could be to like could, could continue to be this disappointing is the Bucks. I really think I, I yeah. Who do I think but has a better chance thing, of turning it around? Probably the Bucks. I'll say the Bucks. Yeah. Do I think that they turn like do they have like a complete like turnaround where they like and it what in how it's like like when they won the Super Bowl and yeah. they had that like very bad stretch of games like before their bye week, but their bye week was like week twelve, and I'm like, I don't care if you have Tom Brady, Jerry Rice, and Barry Sanders on the same offense. If you're playing twelve games in a row, you're gonna get gassed. And then yeah. after that bye week, they won every single game. I think it isn't the situ it isn't is it a like is it a how do I put this? Is it a situation is it a good situation? No. But it's a situation where they can easily bounce back from because that division is terrible. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. And who would have thought? <laughs> it, it, Tom Brady, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, and PJ Walker. What a what a group. <laughs> what a exactly. What a group. But then the same but then with the Packers on the other hand, I mean, my God. They're in more danger because with the way the Vikings look right now, they're getting a home playoff game. Yeah. And I <sighs> I don't. I just don't. I don't see them turning around. I really don't. And nothing. Nothing. They're underperforming in so many aspects. It's just and like Rodgers never has any time to throw the football. And when he does, his receivers yeah. are piss and poor. They've done it like all. Like it seems like they have the most. They have. They're. They have one of the best running backs in the league. He's besides Aaron Rodgers. He's the best player on the offense, and they don't even use him. Yeah, they don't. They didn't do it. They didn't do it against the Giants when they need when the Packers needed when the Packers needed to run the ball and they didn't and then they just started throwing. That's what won the Giants that game basically. And then almost the same thing with the Jets, although I wasn't really watching the game because the Giants were playing. But yeah, is, I, is that what ha- is that what happened? Well, yeah, I mean they they ran the ball combined twenty times between Dylan and and Aaron Jones. Yeah, that's not enough. Not enough. Aaron Jones only got nine carries. It was 19 yards. Yeah. So yeah. they threw the and ball I 41 times. And I understand that. I understand that you have one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, but you that have can't, to adjust. Like, yeah, that can't just be it. Adjust. That can't just be it. Because with the group that he has right now, and it's always like, and I know we always say like, oh, like Aaron Rodgers, like he turned, like when Jordy Nelson left the Packers, when like when Jordy Nelson left the Packers, it was nothing. Like Rodgers made Jordy Nelson. I'm like, yeah, like because Jordy Nelson and Aaron Rodgers like had like connection. Here's Aaron Rodgers right now with two starting rookie wide receivers in Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and yeah. Alan Lazard, who does not have the talent that Jordy Nelson will ever have. No, and it looks like Robert Tunyon is their best best target to throw the football yeah. to. I I, I, I just I just think they even make the playoffs. I don't think they do. I think there's such a lot. I think they're way. And football is one of those games where you you need kind of like a superstar, a different like you really need a difference maker. You can't just have a bunch of mediocre guys. Uh, and it just doesn't seem like they have that right now. I uh, it like they have they have the big names, but the people like the guys below them are just underperforming ridiculous amount it doesn't even it doesn't even seem like they like it doesn't seem like they're gonna win much more this season it really doesn't and yeah. i honestly could say the same for the bucks the bucks are loaded 
but they look yeah. horrible. Uh, I would not be I would not be surprised if the Bucks win nine games and that's good enough to win the division. And also, do you know that the worst division team plays the highest wild card team? And do you know who the highest wild card team is right now, Sam? The Giants. Yeah. So yeah. if I get a playoff game against Tom Brady, I am going to be relentless. <laughs> yeah. I just I shout think... out Mike Morrissey. See you <laughs> I... in January, kid. I I just think uh I think he's just he's got too much going on to be honest with you. And I, that's not like for Brady itself like outside of football. Sometimes you just feel like he's not really his mind's not really there. He's getting overly frustrated constantly. And it might be just because he's used to winning. But to get routed by a, a like a PJ Walker led Carolina Walker Panthers team without McCaffrey? Yeah. And you let up 118 rushing yards. Do you know what I think it is? And I know, like, I've been spoiled with Brian Dable now, so now I'm just like, oh, I think it's the coaching. I think Todd Bowles is not. I don't think he's built for this. No, he wasn't built. He wasn't built in New York. He was horrible. He wasn't in New built York. for it. Yeah, he wasn't built for New York. And I just think that I think that there are some people that are better off as being coordinators rather than being head coaches. And Todd Bowles is one of those people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's I just I don't know. I don't know if they get and it's so it's so interesting to look at these teams. Like they're on paper everything should work out, but it just doesn't seem it like for me right now, I know we're only week 7, but it it, it really feels like it's just not going to work out. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. feels like it's just this is it. Like those two had their run, that's it. Like it's over now. And it's it's mm-hmm. hard to say, it's like it's hard to see that. You know, because we're we're so accustomed to them being top echelon teams. Like these guys, anywhere they go, they're the they're the top. They're tier one. But it's yeah. start it's starting to feel now we're really moving past that, and then that era is over. The new guys are up. So, yep, exactly, exactly. All right, moving on from football, we will now go to the NBA. Uh, the Knicks got a nice little two win two game win streak. Going on taking down the Pistons and the Magic. How do you feel about uh, them, Julius, the Knicks? Realistically, uh, realistically, they're a nine seed at best. <laughs> yeah, but that, you that, don't. Those are you don't see them making much. You don't see them making any noise. I don't. Do I think that they make the noise that they made in w- the first year with Thibodeau? No. But <sighs> do I think? I think. I think that they're playing. Where playing, I don't know uh, whether it's seven, eight, nine, or ten, but I think that I, I, I do not see them getting like up to six because, like, I, if you really like the teams, in the I East think right I, now, I could really see them at stand, seven, Stan. I really can. I mean, they gave the Grizzlies, see, a, like, they, they gave the Grizzlies some they, trouble. They did, they did give the Grizzlies some trouble. They gave them some trouble. Uh, like, you like look at like the other, I mean, Milwaukee, Boston, like Cleveland. Like you know, the Sixers are going to turn it around. You know, the Brooklyn. Heat are going to turn it around. Brooklyn, like Toronto's even up there. Like yeah, even, I, it, like Atlanta. Yeah, like Atlanta. Did I did I say the Bulls too? No, I think the Bulls are just. I think this is it for them. Really, I don't think this is it. I wow. they after dude, I, after getting Demar Derozan, I they got routed by Cleveland. From what I watched, they looked horrible. All right. Well, they beat the they beat the Celtics yesterday. They beat the Celtics yesterday. Uh, 
Tim, you want to go into the Lakers? Because I got to charge my computer, so I'll be back in like two seconds. Just yeah. talk about the Lakers, please. I got a lot to say about them because it's just it's unbelievable watching them. I uh, it should work. Like they they on paper they have so many superstars. You got LeBron James, like arguably best player of all time. He's nonetheless where you stand about him. He's top two, and everyone agrees on that. Anthony Davis, when healthy, arguably best power forward in the league. Russell Westbrook. I mean, he won MVP. He won MVP not a few years ago. He doesn't fit. He doesn't fit. And this is what it really comes into: the fit of the team. They are the worst at spacing the floor. They can't shoot the basketball at like at all. And I think they were what like twenty eight for one one fourteen from behind the arc. Yeah, like it, it was ridiculous. It's- and I think it's starting to get in his head now with Russ because there's like. Uh, he's just hearing the noise, and he's hearing he's hearing it all. I mean, I when I look at this team, dude, they just, I, there's so it should work. It should really should work. You know, I mean, yeah. But do, but here's the thing, and I like I feel like this is what the Lakers need. They need like a young star. Like well, I know and, that they got Anthony Davis. I know they got Anthony Davis to be like the guy when. LeBron, when LeBron's, you know, out or, you know, yeah, LeBron the guy doesn't to take the feel second like load. carrying the load. But he never he plays. He doesn't play. Yeah, where, exactly. Where's Anthony Davis been? I think they need, like, a younger, a younger star. And you know what? I, I watched an interview with Jamal Crawford. His exact oh, trade. Yeah, saw that. Yeah. Are you serious? Like, what they had to give up for Anthony Davis is what they need right now. Yeah, exactly. is is what they like need right now. They have no youth on this team. Uh they're just they have no one to shoot the ball. Like you can't in in today's NBA, the most successful teams are just dominant or dominant from three, or dominant. And yeah. it's like not even like the like the Bucks' best player isn't even dominant from three, and they still find a way to manage. Yeah, to get people to hit the three. Like they Chris surround. Middleton. Exactly. They surround him with guys Brooke, that work with him. Who yeah. would have thought that Brooke Lopez would have developed a three a three point shot? Like no, And it's like, it's it's been that way. It's not hard to find. Yeah. Them. Right. And it's it's been that way for a while. You you have to surround LeBron with shooters because he will get you the basketball. He will pass you the ball, he'll get down low, he'll yeah. he'll he'll be an efficient scorer, but he, there's he's a never... reason why there's a reason why his best games his best games are when he gets triple doubles. Like Yeah. Because he's he's not the best shooter. Not saying he's a bad shooter, but from you know from the start of the year he's been pretty horrible, uh, from yeah. three at least. It's just you need to surround him with shooters. He'll he'll attract attention, bring guys in. He'll leave guys open out, and you need youth. They have no youth. There's so yeah, and, exactly. and a guy they need to go get out is Buddy Heald. They need to go make an effort to go get a guy like Buddy Heald, and it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I don't. To be honest with you, Stan, right now, if yeah. you ask me who's the better team, the Knicks or the Lakers. Like right now, it's the Knicks. I it's think the Knicks. Knicks beat them. I think the Knicks beat them. It's the Knicks, it's and the that's Knicks. not even that's not even I a do, New York bias. I I, I want to say uh, just a, a nice little thing. Uh, <laughs> Syracuse basketball is playing an exhibition game right now, and they are down to they are down one at half to. Uh, IUP the IUP Crimson Hawks, a Division Two team at halftime. Yeah, I don't even know who that this is. This is the same. 
Exactly. This is the same team that Jim Beheim said that he guaranteed an NCAA tournament appearance from this team. They are down one to a Division II team at halftime. That's brutal. That is, <laughs> that is my column. Um, and to hockey, um, Tim, I know you wanted to say something about the Islanders, but we're running a little bit. Yeah, I'll keep we're, it short. I'll keep yeah. it short. Um, they've been horrible. Just awful to watch. Uh, it's very early, and they've always had bad starts, so I'm not you know, losing my mind. But if I have to watch Kyle Palmieri wave at the puck, be late to every wall battle, lose every wall battle, not do anything productive out there, be a liability defensively. Oh, I didn't constantly. realize this. We got, a bit, we got a big day tomorrow. We do have a big day tomorrow. We do have a big day tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I didn't realize um, either. I'm watching the game right yeah, now. Yeah, you know what? Why don't we? Yeah, I didn't. I completely forgot. Let's give an Islanders Rangers preview tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Igor's in goal right now. The Rangers are playing the Avalanche. They're coming off a pretty embarrassing loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets, but mind you, the Yara Holak was in goal. But um, so probably y- Yara is probably going to be in goal tomorrow because I there's no shot they play Igor in a back to back. Yeah, they but, won't. Sorokin will get the start tomorrow. Yeah. Um, here comes McKinnon. Save Shesterkin. All right. Um, and now another shot. Penalty. Probably a Colorado power play. Yeah. Um, yeah. But- I, I mean, I mean, the Rangers, they're, I, I mean, I know it's early, but they look like one of the best teams in hockey right now. Tough loss to Columbus. That was a very, very tough, very tough loss to Columbus. Well, the, the, their last two games, I, I'm and I, they just haven't looked enthused. You know, they looked flat against San Jose. They lose three yeah. two in overtime. Uh, we we talked we we talked about that. With, yeah, I talked about that with Terrence. Like that they was, looked they, they looked look. yeah they looked flat against Columbus. Um, and it's it's not it's it's just you know it's not you know it's early in the season. They're three two and one. You can't count anything out about them but uh yeah but I, they're, they're, in they're, a tough they're in a tough division but they're a very good team so <laughs> you know they'll they'll, so they'll find a way to get it done these games, these games matter but you know they're they are yeah. in a tough division so i mean but for tomorrow yeah. i really I, I really think the whole for the islanders at least it all comes down to how they play in their own zone i know they're not going to have the puck for the majority of the game we we both probably know that already yeah. so it's a matter of how sorokin plays uh, honestly, how their penalty kills? Their penalty kill has been perfect to start the year. I think they're twenty five for twenty five. Uh, the power play has been atrocious. So, it, oh yeah, and, and that's that's uh, that's, that's huge from the Rangers because the Rangers power play has been phenomenal. We'll see. That's what I'm saying. It's really gonna it's gonna come down to special teams tomorrow because the Islanders have been taking way too many penalties, been way too undisciplined. So it's gonna come down to special teams. It's gonna come down to goaltending, especially for the Rangers with Halak, and he's horrible. And uh. Yeah. Islanders Rangers games are always super gritty. So I'm not going to say the team who, who hits more tomorrow win, but I will say this. Whoever wins the majority of the faceoffs tomorrow is going to win that game. That is my not even well, I just oh. it it starts it starts in the faceoff dot. Barzal has been horrible. He's like 30% in the year, but other than him, the Islanders have been great. And you flip over. Vin, Vincent Trocheck's great in the faceoff circle. I think it comes down to faceoffs for that game tomorrow. I really do. And that it seems such a tiny thing. But mm-hmm. as yeah, and then it's huge in hockey, and it, it starts with possession. Exactly. So. Yeah, I do want to say though, when's the next time the Rangers play the Islanders? Sam? They only play Besides three tomorrow. They only play three times when's this year. It, but, but when's the next time? When is it? 
Oh, come on, Tim. Dude, I, I got to look, you jerk. Tim. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been saying this all summer. Oh, yeah. Tuesday, 11-8. <laughs> no. That's the next time they play. Oh, in December, then. <laughs> yeah, you moron. I knew the December game. I wanted to see the next time they play. Yeah, they play in December. Yeah. Tw- what, 12-22? Yeah, we can go to the game, yeah. but you were wrong yeah. about the next time they my play. Bir- my birthday. My birthday. Yeah, I know your birthday, but you were wrong about the next time they play. I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. It's fine. I-, I, lose tra- I lose track. I lose track sometimes. What's your score um, prediction for tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow? Uh, Halak going to be in goal. Give me 4-2 Rangers. I think it's going to be relatively low scoring on both sides. Uh, really? Halak's yeah. giving up a lot of goals. Islanders don't score much. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say... Uh, I, you know, this is, I'm going to say Isles win 2-1. I think it's Isles bias, but I think they win 2-1. I think Sorokin, uh, Sorokin's got to stand on his head, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Colorado just scored Cal McCarr. Of course he did. He's like the greatest player I've ever watched play hockey. Yeah, he's yeah, baby goat. Anyway, Stan, so what did you see this week? Yes, what I saw. My what I saw is Halloween. It's Halloween this week, kids. And uh, your boy has a phenomenal costume set up for him this year. And I will share it right now. For those of you in the New York, New Jersey area, I've watched a specific show on TLC about a guy and his bakery. Yep. That's right. I'm the cake boss. <laughs> I love cake boss. I think that show's hilarious. The cakes look good. I heard they taste horrible. But I just think it's yeah, hilarious that he, he like lost his finger in his like bowling alley in his house. Oh, you don't even know like the additions I'm putting to this. Like I'm taping up my hand like a bunch. <laughs> like yeah. I'm I might post on Instagram and I might caption caption it what he said when he got that DUI. Boy, I forget what he said. You can't arrest me. I'm the cake boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I didn't even, I do not remember. I, that you were just pulling things from my brain that I just haven't remembered in so long. Cake boss. That's, cake boss, man. It's a great cake costume. <laughs> uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what I saw this week was, uh, was there? I saw this like video with Jalen Ramsey and uh, Matt Stafford. I don't know if it was old or new, but uh, Jalen Ramsey asked him who the the best receiver he ever played with was, and uh, Matt Stafford looked like he was fighting back tears not to say Calvin Johnson. And he was like, "I'm just gonna say Cooper Cup because he was like, because he was, he do- he, yeah. He goes, he goes out of the box. He goes out of the box. You know, like a fresh toy. He's a uh, Calvin Johnson. You know, CJ. He's six five, two two thirty five. Can jump out of the gym, runs like a four two. He's like boxes. Freddie Freeman. Yeah, he's like, like Freddie Freeman. Like, yeah, he's he can't like, stop talking he, about the Braves. <laughs> exactly. He goes out of the box. Yeah, that. And then he goes, but he's you know like, me, uh, Freddie. Who? Do you, Freddie, I'm biased. Who do you want to win the home run derby? Uh, give me Ronald Acuna. Shut the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's literally like it, it was the same thing that he goes. We get uh, it. We get it. Your agent fucked you over. Right. We get it. Doug Gottlieb was wrong. Like, and, like and he goes, on. and yeah, and, and Matt Stafford goes on to say, he's like, well, me and you, know, me and Cooper have this, you know, special chemistry connection. You know, we've been, we want to, we want a championship together. And Jalen Ramsey the whole time is pressure him. So he, he's like, so it's Cooper, right? It's Cooper. And you just look at Stafford like holding back in his face. He's just like, yeah, we'll we'll just go, with, we'll go with Cooper Cup. We'll go with Cooper Cup. <laughs> I, I, I actually just thought it. I actually just thought of something too. Oh, 
it's football related, but uh, something that I saw on TikTok, uh, I, I honestly would not want to. I mean, the guy here would technically be a football guy, but what he did is kind of, sort of, I don't know, not well. But there was a, uh, you know, the you know that infamous like comedy sketch of the Make a Wish kid. Oh my the god, is the heart. Dude, I heard. Dude, I saw that video. They were like, "Aiden, Aiden, stop!" <laughs> no, I saw one that like, wait, you because I saw something because like what I heard they like described it as this like, oh my god, like he killed them. But then I like saw it, and then I was like, this isn't that bad. Like the guy just like kind of like went through the D lineman and kind of just gave him like a love tap, and he fell. No, nah, unless I'm thinking of something. No, no, we're we're doing the same thing, but but they everyone we're doing everyone. The same one? Yeah, but everyone on the team was like, agree. They were like, we're going to let him run. Like, it, you know, this is like, yeah, have his moment. And he just splits the A gap and just just lays into the guy. And everyone's like, what are you I'm doing? Gonna... All right, <laughs> hang on. Was it, was it this one? Yeah, I know he gives him like barely a tap, but at the same time, like, you're not supposed yeah, to, yeah, yeah. you're supposed to split the gap and then tackle the kid. Like, okay. so, uh, yeah, that, yeah, all right. That, okay. Yeah, that's bad. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and, and Personal was, foul. You know, Stan, it's giving him the business. Stan, they like encroachment. Like, oh. <laughs> like, like, yeah, some random. They, they call him the offense. They're like, false start. They call him the running back. They're like, false start, number 22. <laughs> <laughs> Five yard penalty. Like back, Repeat first. Back time. when I was back in my uh, coaching days. Yes, I used to be a basketball coach. Don't ask. Uh, I would keep the book and there was like uh, someone scored in their own basket because, you know, it was a B team and it was also a playoff game against our crosstown rivals. And you were laying so, into yeah, them. I was not laying into them. I laid into, I laid into the team once and it was an experience. And the, the parents were giving you looks like you guys fucking suck. You're letting me do when no, I was in third okay. grade, I was out here putting up 40 and you guys can't even make layups. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> The parents were actually proud of me when I went nuts. They were like, "Good." <laughs> they need. Do you remember? Uh, shout out to Terrence's dad for always going nuts during those games. Oh my god! And was it uh, Mr. Sullivan? Mr. Sullivan was. He was. He would go bananas. I mean, I'd be riding the bench and I'd be sitting there watching him scream at like fourth grade, uh, or the fourth grade team. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, I haven't even checked in. I have to give a special shout out though to your dad for running the triangle offense. That was the best. That was the best, <laughs> the most illegal. It, we were the best Dominican it was team. So illegal. We were the we, best we won by like fifty. I mean, that was like that's up there with the dream team in my opinion. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I mean, we had we had actually kids rostered. We had about six kids that showed up to the games. We would house nine, nine or ten. We'd have a two a nice oh, set. Yeah. And there would be multiple, multiple players from the higher division coming down to play with us. I mean, we would kill teams. Remember we beat Olsh? Like, yeah, you you and Kevin Daly, and it was me. It was you, Kevin Daly, Peter, Aiden, me. That was the five that went out there, and we beat Olsh by, like, 65. <laughs> beat May team by, like, yeah. yeah. It was, no regard for human life. We were there. like, yeah, not we were like, we're going to go out there. We out-rebounded them, I think, like one they, game so badly. Like it was I, I unbelievable. Just by me, just was, like my it, rebounds. It was you. And, yeah, it was you and Peter we, when we were running the triangle offense. The triangle offense ran through you, Kevin, and Peter. And so I would. The only thing I would do is I would wait. And I was a like the corner guy, 
So if, if we needed a jump shot, like it would come my way. But if not, I would yeah. drive and look for a rebound. And so you loved it because you always got the ball in the post and it was a matter of who you're going to give it to, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. But I just remember scoring like, we were up like 60 to 12 at like half, like something ridiculous. And the other team's coach was just staring at us. And I was like, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm supposed to be here. They're not. <laughs> uh, Why are you booing me? <laughs> yeah. What did I do? I don't, I have, I'm like, I have four points this game. I got like 15 assists, but that doesn't mean, you know, <laughs> I'm a distributor. <laughs> we can, we, all right. We can go back to our glory days so, uh, at a different time. Because we could definitely spend a whole episode on just talking about <laughs> the tri- banana swirl, the triangle offense. I mean, we had plays. It was like, and the, the we, team, yeah, we, we only played like oh 10 God. games. <laughs> yeah, like it was, it wasn't fair. It, it wasn't legal. It was fun like, though. Literally, they literally could have asked for my age. I would have handed them I am 12. Yeah, who like, cares? Who cares? Yeah, it wasn't even age. They were like, they you, were, guys in, you guys in the A division? We were like, I'm not. <laughs> you guys will like come after they'd games like, they'd be like okay cool <laughs> yeah sweet we had a loaded right. team remember I'll that one time the, the, the before that the one time we had the loaded team where we had like me you it was like me you jack, jack mike aiden Peter, <laughs> Kevin, like it was we had no one showing up so we just grabbed every a player and then three guys that were actually supposed to be on the team played i mean it was crazy yeah but Oh my god! Every time my mom would ask me when I was like twelve, uh, Mr. Lotto wants to know if you can play for them. I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, why not? You were dropping like you had like twenty and twenty a couple games. I had to. I, I imagine <laughs> you were like Andre. You were literally like drumming down there. You're hyping. You're hyping. You're hyping me up too much because I was not that great of a player. Stan, the the competition we were playing was abysmal. I mean, I that, was putting, that is I was putting up at least twelve. We were running yeah. the. I mean, the scores. Do you remember the? Do we have like eighty-five one game? Like they were ridiculous. No, what what they would do is that they would like count our points as their points because the score got just too. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> I just remember like you and Peter going up on the boards, just taller than every other kid on that Olsh team, and we were like, I was like, what do you want me to do? Like I'm throwing lobs like to yeah. you guys. Like what do you want me to do? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Fun fact of the day. Here we go. Very fun episode. Always a fun episode. All right. This is simple. Uh, Rangers, you're going to get a power play. Uh, how long does it take for an average person to fall asleep? 15 minutes. Five to 10 minutes. But research has shown that the average sleeper takes about seven minutes to fall asleep. God they damn. fall asleep sooner or take longer. And the second stage of sleep lasts about 20 minutes. All right. Well, the more you know. The more you know. The more you know. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Be sure to follow uh, – I just saw something crazy. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube <laughs> And like our videos on YouTube. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and rate us on Spotify. Five stars. Five stars only. <sighs> Baseball's done. We're back to full on football. Well, not really. Baseball's done, but we're back to baseball. Baseball's done. Fuck this World Series. I hate the Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I will have a full preview of week eight. And just a fun, another fun fact, you know, there's only one game going on that both teams have a winning record. 
Yeah, it's the Giants, Giants, Seahawks game. Giants and the Seahawks. It's the Giants and the Seahawks. All right. We'll see you guys Thursday. Peace out. All right. See you guys.